The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. This is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions, and really how to make your dreams come true. If you're listening live today, which is the 20th of July, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon a.m. Pacific, you can call us at 866-472-5787. I have a great show for you today and really a terrific guest. And we're talking about how you can be sharp, how you can really express yourself to other people uh, in a way that is professional, in a way that delivers your message effectively. My guest today is Paula Azanoff. Her book is Be Sharp, Tell Me About Yourself in Great Introductions and in Professional Bios. And Paula Asanoff is a career management executive and resume expert. She's a catalyst for accelerating careers. She helps successful executives move up and move on. Her background includes executive search, executive coaching, career services, She's and she, many other things. She is a BA, has a BA from Washington University, an MA from Columbia University, and an MBA from the Wharton School. Welcome, Paula. Thank you, Patricia. Yes. Well, you know, help people to understand the question, tell me about yourself with polish and pizzazz. Absolutely. There are so many instances today where people need to answer that question. We find that it happens almost always in job interviews, but it also happens in networking. It also happens in meeting new customers. It also happens with teachers, with being introduced to a group, with putting up your profile on a social networking site. Mm. It really is the introductory question that people ask when they're trying to get to know each other. Mm. So that's really an important... But you have to know the right question, too. Sometimes what happens is, we're either, we go one way or another, Paula. We're either too meek or we're too strong. How do you get that balance? Absolutely. Um, the way you get the balance is I have developed really a, a prescription for how to develop this. And what's happened is over the years, I have found that people do a few things. One is frequently people just go to deer in headlights. You know, tell me about yourself. Yeah. And they just go, huh? You know, it's like they've never thought about the question before or yeah. how to answer it. Um, sometimes people go to just jobs. Well, I was the director of sales for this company. Before that, I was the manager of public relations or whatever. And what you get is a litany that's a resume, sort of a yawn. Yes, people, right. You get turned off after the first part of it. Right. Sometimes 
people get focused where there's no context. They just get focused on their personal kinds of attributes. Well, I'm really organized, and people say I have a good sense of humor, all of which is interesting but out of context. Mm -hmm. And the worst one is when they start with inappropriate information. So tell me about yourself. And they say, well, we just moved into a new house on the northern (laughs) side of town, and we had so much trouble with the cable Uh, company. That's funny. Well, what about about a combination of this is what I do and why I do it? So, for example, I might say, I'm a media talk show host. My show is Positive Living. I help make the world a better place through my interviews. Boom, period. Right. And you're absolutely on the right track, Patricia. The three pieces that I find to be most important in thinking through that introduction is first what I call your essence factor. That is really the summation of who you are in one sentence. It builds context. It tells people what sandbox to put you in or what file folder to put you in. It's not your last job. It's who you are. So, for example, you might be introducing yourself as a radio talk show host, you know, or other things depending on the the situation you're in. But you're trying to give people a stake in the ground Mm -hmm. about who you are so that they can understand any other information that you might be giving them. So that, to me, is the first thing. Okay. The second thing is what I call your guru factor. And your guru factor is what you know. Do you have some special expertise that sets you apart from other people? Mm-hmm. Most people have something, but not all. So if you real, you know, if somebody feels they really don't have something, they just leave it out. But most people are considered to be kind of the go-to people for certain information. Or if they look back and say, "Gee, you know, people are always calling me up to ask about something," and it could be from a job situation, they're always calling me up to ask about. Um, how to do reports on our computer system, mm-hmm. or it might be that they're calling to say, how do I get um, my next door, you know, how do I get people involved in this event that we're planning? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the how-to, you know, it's, it's informational. But one of the things you did say, though, is when you're going back to the describing yourself, mm-hmm. you said that the essence is very important. Now, that's what came in when I said, I make the world a better place, by interviewing these people. So it's a little bit about the essence of what I'm doing. Now, what you actually just said, interestingly enough, it was, it's just an absolutely perfect comment because what you just described is what we would call the star factor, which is the third factor. Mm. That is what you do. That's the thing that sets you apart from other people. But when you say, for example that you help people to... Uh, just say one time again that sentence for me that you just gave um, me. I help, I help to make the world a better place through the people that I interview. Right. I help to make the place a better world for the people that I interview. And if you were to just start there, I don't know whether you're interviewing me for a medical study or whether you're interviewing me for a newspaper ad or uh, you're a politician Or, you know, in other words, I don't have any sort of stake in the ground. So I need to know first what what context this is taking. Right. So I would have to say I'm the host of three positive living radio programs. Absolutely. Radio programs that are both on on the Internet and, well, on broadcast radio. And the purpose of my program is to. Absolutely. That would be an absolutely perfect introduction. Right. And that second part is what I call the star factor. 
And when you put together those three factors, or if you don't have a guru factor, your essence factor and your star factor, you have a really nice, engaging, focused introduction that people immediately understand who you are and how you are special from the other people who do similar things that you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's number one. I mean, it, 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 that's number one. How do you help people navigate the job search process you know, and apply their skill? Uh, in terms of managing first impressions, because so much of this, as you know, is a first impression. Right. And even though a person may have a fabulous resume, Paula, if you walk in and something bothers that interviewer, that's it. Absolutely. And I think the issue there is that when you have a nicely crafted introduction that's based on the principles that we're talking about, um, frankly, whether it is in a networking situation for job search, whether it is in a... Um, Oh, in an interview, whether it is in any place with a recruiter, wherever you are talking about yourself and introducing yourself, if you can give them a really nice, succinct, focused description of who you are and the value that you're going to bring to their organization, what is going to be your contribution? What makes you special? Because companies only hire people for their A-plus qualities assuming you meet the basic job requirements. Mm-hmm. Because there are 10,000 people out there, for example, who could be an accounts payable supervisor. Mm-hmm. And so what is it that sets yeah. you apart from all those other people, and can you communicate that in a few sentences so that somebody gets engaged with you and wants to talk to you? Yeah. Well, it, it's, I think, though, and let me ask you this, Paula. I would think it's a little more difficult to discern, like, for example, as you said, a bookkeeper or an accounts payable job, because um, there are, the star qualities are going to be more personality. Absolutely. And of certainly being able to get the job done, but whereas in something, the kind of work that I'm doing, which is more creative, mm-hmm. I'm going to weigh in more. Am I making sense there? Absolutely. Um, you're going to weigh, you're going to probably have a more, you know, a broader range of things that you can look at. At the end of the day, you'll pick out those things. And for example, in terms of your, you know, star quality, um, you may be somebody who is more able than anybody else to bring exciting, engaging guests from certain areas of life. You may be somebody who can create seamless interviews that engage them. Based on your track record, you may be somebody who gets more follow-up, um, you know, questions of substance than, than other people. You may be somebody, you know, in other words, there's going to be a lot of things. That's true. When we talk to, about, for example, an accounts payable supervisor and go back and say, what are the important things for that kind of person? This person may be somebody who excels at working with, because that's somebody who's hiring, handling problems, not only processing, but problems. You know, the bill wasn't right. They need to get it straightened out. They need to do those kinds of things. The coding wasn't clear. Mm -hmm. So this may be somebody who not only is detail-oriented and very accurate in their processing responsibilities, Mm -hmm. but at the same time is a relationship builder who can work through problems quickly and easily when there is a question about an invoice. Mm -hmm. So now this person is starting to get interesting. It's not just that they know accounting, and it's not just that they can use the computer system, but they can make this work in a way that not everybody can. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of that, I think, in that kind of information is, um, wouldn't it be temperament, personality, you know, being able to stay cool, being able to um, listen well, being able to work under pressure? Absolutely. And so once somebody goes through the thought process of thinking about what it is that makes them successful in their job, for example, it may be, in fact, the ability to stay calm under pressure or it may be to handle multiple tasks at the same time. Mm-hmm. And for each person, it's going to be a little bit different, but there are going to be some, you know, there are going to be certainly be some things across a broad group of people that make them successful in that kind of work. Mm-hmm. But when you take the combination for any particular person, it starts to create a picture of their specific talents that have enabled them to be successful in that work. All right, and on that note, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to talk more to Paula Asanoff. Her book is Be Sharp. Tell me about yourself in great introductions and professional bios. And she, she really is the guru in terms of really understanding how to write our resumes and, and how to work. How, she's a career management executive and resume expert, and she's a catalyst for accelerating careers. You can log on to yellowbrickpath.com, yellowbrickpath.com. You're listening to Positive Living. We have more. I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by AdoptUS Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Everyone, we are back Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And my guest today is Paula Asanoff, and Paula's new book is Be Sharp. Tell me about yourself in great introductions and professional bios. And she has done a lot of work with people to really help them craft their message. 
Paula Asanoff is a career management executive and resume expert. She's a catalyst for accelerating careers. She helps successful executives move up and move on. She's a certified NLP coach, practitioner, and she has tremendous education and background. You can log on to yellowbrickpath.com. Welcome back, Paula. Thank you. Paula, how can people get your book? Well, the book is available most easily on Amazon.com. If you type in my name, it will come Paula Asinoff, P-A-U-L-A, last name A-S-I-N-O-F. It will come right up, um, and it's available on Amazon. If for some reason you're interested in multiple copies of it, if you would contact me, I can um, make arrangements for that for you as well. Okay. You know, and certainly let, let people know that you, that you heard it on Positive Living. Absolutely. Okay. We're talking about why about introductions. And the question is, why is it often very difficult to create the right introduction? Well, I think we come at this with both sort of our own cultural biases and some emotional resistance to talking about ourselves. And hopefully for the people that are listening in today, some of these things will resonate with you. The first and one that comes up most often is it's impolite to brag. We live in a culture where it's not generally considered socially acceptable to brag about yourself. And frankly, when I work with people on these introductions or in the book, we really talk about the difference between what we're doing here and bragging because this is really not bragging. Um, Some people just don't know what to say or they're embarrassed to talk about themselves. Sometimes people say, I'm afraid other people will judge me, or I don't think I'm personally worthy, or it's none of my biz- their business. So in any event, there's, um, there's a lot of kind of emotional resistance to this, and really getting past that has to do with recognizing how exactly you craft this so that what you're doing is you're really talking just to facts or sometimes talking about things um, with somebody else's voice. For example, customers say that I am always there for them. So Mm -hmm. it's their voice instead of your voice that's talking as you introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because otherwise they feel self-conscious. Absolutely, and I think that's the biggest thing we run into. Um, In all of the years that I have been doing this, I have rarely had somebody, a client, come in who could do this without some instruction. They come in and I'll say, okay, so tell me about yourself. And I will tell you that over and over and over again, and it doesn't matter if this person is a new college graduate or the CEO of a company, very, very few people actually do this well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that really, uh, really, really makes a difference. Now, let's talk about crafting the introduction. Well, there's a, there's a process. In the book, the first section of the book actually helps you to craft your essence, your guru, and your star factor, and then to put it all together. So if somebody wanted to work their way through this and create one, this has been designed as a workbook with some worksheets in the first, um, in the first session, section. And at the end of the first section, you end up with basically what everybody knows as a 30-second elevator pitch or that kind of stock introduction that people put together. Mm-hmm. What I have found and am now working with clients on is that that is a very good beginning, but it needs to go to one more level of sophistication, 
which I have named the situational introduction. Once a person has thought through all of these factors and how it goes together and smoothed it out and all of that, it's not that you can just walk into any situation and start to say this as if you'd memorized it or you were reading it from a teleprompter. You need to be engaged in a conversation with somebody. And so all of this work, all of this getting it together is really about having the information at your fingertips so that when you are talking to somebody, you can pull out what you need. And what you need is going to be based on three things. One, how much time you have. For example, if you're at a professional luncheon, you're only going to get four words in five seconds. Well, isn't shorter better? Um, Shorter is sometimes better. Shorter is better, especially if you're talking really long. But I think it needs to be truly situational. If you are in an interview situation, somebody is going to be looking for you to talk for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. If you are at an association luncheon, somebody's going to look for you to say, I'm a radio show host, and you're done. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's 10 people at the table. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at, number one, what is in that situation that you are in at that moment, how much time do you have? and picking the right thing to say. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, who are you talking to? You know, is this somebody that has an interest in um, certain information, or is this somebody who has interest in other information that's part of your introduction? Some people might be interested, for example, from a job search perspective, some people might be interested in your technical skills. And you'll know this when you're talking to them because you're talking to them. Other people might be more interested in your soft skills. You know, are you a good communicator? So how do we know that? Do we just kind of know it? What happens is you're going to, as you're talking to somebody, you will, because you're in a conversation with them, you will get a flavor. Now, you're not always going to know the minute you you meet somebody, but it's a conversation, and you're going to learn a little bit as you go, even if you only have 15 or 20 seconds. So you're going to have to guess. Depends that maybe you're in a networking meeting, so people are probably going to be more interested in what, say, services you provide or what capabilities you have. So it just depends. And then the third thing is not just what they're interested in, but what messages do you want to deliver to that particular person? You're going to deliver a different message in a networking situation than in a job interview. And you may deliver a different message if you're talking to your next-door neighbor who might know somebody that you should be talking to because you've got several messages built into your introduction. Mm-hmm. And you won't always get it right. It doesn't matter. But it's information that has now become part of an identity that you've developed. Um, and in marketing language, it is positioning or personal branding. Yeah. Well, and, you know, even if someone's listening to this and they're not branding themselves, Mm-hmm. This is a great thing for people in general when they introduce themselves. Absolutely. And it can even go completely out of the business realm. For example, um, if you were, intro- you know, if it was somebody who was introducing them to some new relatives, say they'd recently gotten married and there's some cousins on the other side that they've never met, in the context of that conversation, there's going to be a way that, you know, you're going to choose what is it that that person needs to hear about me. And you can really take the same approach and apply it to really any aspect of your life. Absolutely. So, 
you wouldn't share as much about um you wouldn't share as much though about your professional life if it were a personal introduction. Yeah, not usually. I mean, at that point, you might be if it's a personal introduction, it might even be um you know, I I do for example, um I've been involved for many years in volunteer work in the Dallas community. And um, I'm particularly interested in working with children. I mean, you know, it may be that's not professional, it's volunteer work. Or I've recently moved to the Dallas, you know, welcome, you know, I'm delighted to be part of this family. I've recently moved to Dallas. Um, and, you know, you, you're going to get into this, the same kind of thing, but you're going to be looking for kind of what is the identity that you want to create and what message do you want to deliver to that particular person at that particular point in time. It's audience-driven. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it, it's really important to, to know wh- which is each. So how do you know, how do you know, Paula, if it's good? Do you yeah. know by the body language of the other person if your introduction is really good? Well, first of all, that's one that absolutely goes along the whole time. For example, you can tell if somebody's eyes are getting glazed over and they're turning you off, which is a clear indication that you've talked enough or that you're talking about the wrong thing. But more specifically, when you're thinking about building your introduction, there are four things that you can check for. And you can take your introduction and share it with your friends or your family or colleagues from work, and they can tell you. Um, One of the things that's interesting about asking for feedback is that if you ask for nonspecific feedback, for example, what do you think? You're going to get back pretty useless feedback. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to say to you, yeah, sounds good to me. If you ask for specific feedback, you're more likely to get something that's valuable. And there are four things that I recommend that people ask for. First of all, is it clear? Did you immediately get a picture of Mm -hmm. the person being described? That's number one. Number two, is it me? Did you recognize me, the person that you know and love? Or was this some sort of marketing fantasy that got made up at 10 o'clock last night. Okay. The third one is, is it engaging? Does it portray me as a person with distinguishing and valuable capabilities and qualities? Is this somebody that you would want to pick up the phone and, you know, maybe interview, maybe talk to, maybe have lunch with? Maybe if it isn't about a job, is this somebody that's just interesting enough that I might want to have lunch with them or have a conversation with them or stand here, you know, at a cocktail party and chat with? And the fourth one is, does it have impact? Mm-hmm. Does it really showcase my talents? You know, does it say, does it really show what I'm all about? So how do we really know, though? You ask somebody else. Okay. For example, you might, if it's, if it's a spoken introduction, you can speak it and ask somebody to respond that back. If I'm working with somebody on their bio or on their resume, what I have them do is a little mini market test. I have them send it out to three or four of their friends, associates, family, whatever, with this list of questions and say, when you read this, what do you think? Here are the questions. And what I have found is that, generally speaking, people get good feedback, and then we go back and we revisit whatever we've been working on, their spoken introduction, their bio, their resume, whatever, and we look and see of the feedback we've gotten, what is helpful, and what changes do we need to make to incorporate it. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have a couple of minutes before break. When you work with people, what do you find is um, 
what they need to. Actually, we're going to take a break now, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about what you find uh, your clients need most, what they need help with most. My guest is Paula Asnoff, and she's going to help you to really uh, introduce yourself in a way that will really wow people. Her book is Be Sharp, Tell Me About Yourself in Great Introductions and Professional Bios. Paula Asnoff is a career management and executive resume expert, and she's a catalyst for accelerating careers. Log on to yellowbrickpath.com. You can get the book by logging on to yellowbrickpath.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everybody. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. We're talking today about how you can introduce yourself professionally in a way that really makes an impact. My guest is Paula Asanoff, and her book is Be Sharp, Tell Me About Yourself in Great Introductions and Professional Bios. Paula Asanoff is a career management executive and resume expert, and she's a catalyst for accelerating careers. You can log on to yellowbrickpath.com. Paula, how can we get your book? The book is available on Amazon.com. If you'll go in and search on my name, Paula, P-A-U-L-A, last name Asinoff, A-S-I-N-O-F. Oh, I'm mispronouncing it incorrectly. No, fine. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it's pronounced several different ways. But anyway, if you just go in and type in my name, it should come right up for you. 
if you need some, if you are interested in larger quantities, feel free to contact me directly through my website, www.yellowbrickpath.com, and I can arrange to get them for you at a discount. That's great. That's great. Okay. All right. Let's talk about um, how you got into this business and why you love what you do. Well, I got into the business originally from working as an executive recruiter for many years and before that from jobs in um, executive roles in corporate America. But what I really love about this is that with each and every client that comes through my door, it helps people to succeed. There is nothing I like better than having people in a matter of a few hours almost transform into somebody who is um, moving forward to succeed on their goals. I think the second thing I like about it is that when I work with people, it's a collaboration. We really work together to craft whatever we're doing. And that crafting is part art, part science, part graphic design sometimes, and we really work together and come up with a tangible product that somebody leaves with, plus people come up with a lot of intangibles as well in terms of their own confidence and their ability to present themselves. Mm. I think also one of the things I like is that every person is different, and every person has A qualities, A plus qualities, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get so excited about the really the huge amount of talent um, that's, that's available in the world. And finally, what I have learned over the past few years is that the process that I go through with people, they get that combination of both immediate results and lasting results. And that, to me, is the most awesome part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because you really see, you see the difference. What kind of feedback do you get from your clients? Oh, well... I get back, first of all, my clients say this is an incredibly powerful, positive experience. They really get engaged. They have come to me frequently feeling confused and frustrated and kind of at just a loss about what to do and where to go next. And they walk out really feeling good about themselves. They say that they can talk to people with much more confidence and authority. Really? Yep that they're more self-assured, and interestingly enough, they find that more people are listening to them because the information is being presented in a way that it engages the other people. Um, A lot of them write back and say, at a personal level, they're actually surprised by the level of insight and understanding and even empowerment that going through this process gives them and that they get a new perspective that comes from focusing really um, on their own unique and special qualities. So, it's so it really helps. It's a confidence builder. Excuse me? It's a confidence builder. Absolutely. It is a total confidence builder. And the nice part about this is in so much of our lives, when we're looking at ourselves, when we're looking at feedback, so much of it is negative. And in this process, we're not worried about fixing negative stuff, and we're not worried about a balanced evaluation, and we're not worried about you know, making sure that the scores on a performance appraisal are right or any of those kinds of things. This is really looking at all of the incredible talents and contributions and positive things that make that individual a special and contributing person. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's, frankly, it's a feel-good process 
along with everything else that you get out of it. And I'm sure sometimes people discover things that they wouldn't have thought of after they've written it. Absolutely. They discover things in particular, and they also, sometimes when they look back on it, particularly when they go beyond the introduction to a professional bio in the format that is described and um, in great detail in the book as to what it is and how to do it, they look at it and they step back and they say, wow, is that really me? This person is so impressive. Mm. And then they'll get other people to look at it when we do the little market test. And people will come back and say things like, wow, I didn't know you did that. Or, wow, I didn't know you knew that. Or, wow, I didn't know that you had been involved in all those things. Because things about our lives are not necessarily things that we're sharing with people all the time. Or people come into our lives at a point in time, and they don't know about anything that came before that point in time. So it really, it's, it's, like I said, it's just, it, it just is such a wonderful, you know, you walk at it with such positive feelings about yourself, which is what really builds the confidence. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's so important. And what I'd like you to do is talk a little bit about what you want to leave our listeners with today. You know, what is, what's your message for people? Okay. My message for people, number one, is that every single person has valuable talents. Everybody, in some aspect, is an A-plus player. And really, it's going back and looking and seeing what these things are, um, getting in touch with what you, what you bring to the table, and then being able to present it in a way that engages other people. And these things all just, they're cumulative. They just build on each other one after another after another, and they just really help people to succeed in life, to succeed in business, and to be empowered themselves. Absolutely. All right, let's talk more about your book and more about you have lots of bios in your book. You talk about the difference between a bio and a resume. It's a big difference, isn't there? Absolutely. And I like to liken this to sales materials. Your resume is your 12-page glossy brochure. It is filled with lots of features and benefits. And the positioning goes onto your resume at the beginning. Um, I don't have my client whose objectives are summaries, but this positioning goes on right at the top of a resume. And just like a 12-page glossy brochure would still have some introductory material. But it is about features and benefits and the detail of your career, which, by the way, is very important, and you need to be in touch with it, and you need to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. However, resumes do not tell stories. Bios tell stories. Yeah. And particularly in the format that we discuss in the book, the bios are sort of your personal press release. So when somebody reads that, it is like the introductory sales piece that a salesperson leaves behind or gives somebody on first introduction. So you get the, gee, let me get your interest. Do you need both? You absolutely need both. They work as a pair. They're part of a set of marketing collateral for you, the product. Okay. What's the most common mistake that you find people make in, in presenting themselves? In presenting themselves is that they're not prepared. They really just have gone in with a laundry, you know, they, what they've done is they've created a laundry list of information and then... They expect people, the person on the other end, to figure out what to do with that information mm. as opposed to presenting 
the value that they bring and who they are and telling that person how they can be of value. Yeah, very, very important. All right, we have a couple of minutes for break. What else would you like our folks to know in in your book? I mean, you talk, you really show people how to write a bio. You have different introductions and bios. You have examples of resumes. I mean, it really, your book is very comprehensive. And it's kind of like a workbook as well, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's designed so that you can create your own personal introduction. It's also in great detail designed so that you can create your bio. And in the bio section... Again, much like introductions, a bio is not a bio is not a bio. And first of all, it talks about what's wrong with traditional bios that are just about jobs. It also talks about bios for different situations. There's the foundation bio, which is the beginning, and then bios sometimes get shorter and longer. They get shorter for presentations from a podium or for, presenta- or for putting on a website or for if you're a speaker or all of those things. They're different, and even there's a chapter on if you want, if you're interested in a position on a board of directors, there are samples of how to do those and how the parts of the bio get rearranged for specific purposes. So again, you look at it as a foundation, and then it's actually got a graphic that says if you're using it for this, here's what changes. If you're using it for this, here's what changes. If you're using it for this, here's what changes. Mm-hmm. So that very, very clear. you understand the concepts whether it's the introduction or the bio, you can adapt it to the circumstances Mm -hmm. for which you need it. All right. All right, again, Paula, tell people how they can find you. Do you do um, consultations on the phone? Yes, I do. I only work with people either in person in my office or in person by telephone. Meaning meaning you have um, a webcam? No, I don't. it's It's just by telephone. Um, but it's not, you can't just send me materials and have me work on them and send them back to you, which is a very traditional approach to doing this kind of work. Um, it is really, it's an interactive, collaborative process, and if somebody's in the local area, we can get together face-to-face, and if not, we get together ear-to-ear by telephone. And both of them, I've been doing it both ways for seven or eight years now, and it works equally well either way. Terrific. Um, all right. Again, your closing thoughts. If people get one thing out of this interview, on be sharp. Tell me about yourself in great introductions and professional bios. What would you like to leave our listeners with? First impressions are essential. If you don't get it right, people won't be back to find out the rest of the stuff. All right. Thank you so much for being on the program. It's really been delightful. In my pleasure, Patricia. Thank you. you. Stay on the line. My guest has been Paula Asnoff. Her book is Be Sharp. Tell me about yourself in great introduction to professional bios. Log on to yellowbrickpath.com. Folks, remember at the end of each show I always say, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. Log on to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Sign up for my newsletter. I'd love to send that to you and um, be part of the Positive Living family. Until next time, right here on voiceamerica.com, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week. Bye for now.
Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.